0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/recommend today. You're
1: listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rizzuto. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Sadiki. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over everything that happened in Week Ten on Dude. This Sunday was crazy. <laughs> yeah, there it was. was a lot of things. Going on, there's so much to talk about when it comes yeah. to week ten and what the ramifications are moving forward. What the landis the fantasy, not the fantasy, landis- but the fantasy landscape mm-hmm. as we move forward. You know, playoff playoff crunch. This is the time where we're trying to make it, make it into the playoffs. We only got week eleven, week twelve, week thirteen, week fourteen left yeah. to make our fantasy playoffs. And start week fifteen. If your play- fantasy playoffs don't start week fifteen, you got some to take care of with your commissioner in your league, okay? yeah. Fantasy playoffs should be week 15, week 16, week 17, and then week 18 shouldn't count, basically. But yeah, it was an insane week, okay? But I got a story to tell, okay? And I'm just going to let you know right now, I am tilting this morning. I'm tilting big time, dude. And, you know, I mentioned on this podcast that I have a a wide receiver issue in one of my leagues, right? With Keenan Allen out, Hollywood out, (laughs) traded away juju and curtis samuel uh but i loaded on some some potential right uh you know th- and this week coming into sunday i was like you know trying to t- get some guys with some upside right yeah. so i traded for Kadarius tony traded for Amara st brown picked up christian watson i had all three of those guys in my starting lineup coming into sunday and knowing what we know now about christian watson and uh, christian watson and Kadarius tony it's like cha-ching yeah right well Going into Sunday, Sunday morning comes around, you know. I, I I do my lives on Instagram and all that. And right before the games, I start overthinking starting Tony and Watson. And I'm like, man, I'm looking at the free agent pool. I'm like, you know what? Marvin Jones, you know, is in a negative <laughs> game script against the Chiefs. Uh he's gonna be playing all the snaps, right? It's a good matchup. Yeah. Let me let me let me pick him up and throw him in there. So uh I picked him up. Dropped Isaiah Pacheco. Replaced Kadarius Tony with Mar- Marvin Jones. <laughs> Kadarius Tony goes off, and Marvin Jones, yeah, didn't do shit. Next, that's not even the worst. Next, Matt Ryan declared the starter. So what did I do? I benched Christian Watson for Paris Campbell. Had him on the bench too. Campbell had a good game. Yeah, but Christian Watson, he goes off for three touchdowns. I lost by 15 points. Okay. And I lost Isaiah Pacheco for Marvin Jones. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, listen, I, I could I could look at this from a lot of different ways. Okay. Uh glass half empty for us. You suck. Okay. You overthink <laughs> everything. Yeah, you, you had it right for a whole week and last minute you had to change it, right? And you dropped Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco gets all the run. CEH gets zero touches in this game. Okay, they moved on from CEH. Now Isaiah Pacheco's the guy. Okay, I yeah. could have had him. Glass half full, you know, I have Christian Watson. I have Kadarius Tony, I have Paris Campbell, right? A couple of guys that you're you're definitely picking up on waivers, yeah. right? Christian Watson and Paris Campbell specifically. Potentially hold me down for the foreseeable future, you know, in addition to Amara St. Brown. But it's really hard for me to see the glass half full right now, Zach. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm recovering a little bit this morning.
2: I hear you. Hey, well, at least the uh, Jets didn't lose. Um, they were on by. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're not, if you're if you're paying attention, you know this is the greatest development that came out of this weekend, you know, week 10. So that that definitely, uh, I feel that. I had that happen to me a couple of weeks ago where, you know, you're just off by that little bit much. Um, who would have seen Christian Watson taking the, life out of the Cowboys and Cowboys fans like me I'm hurting because Dallas lost but I'd say I'd be a little bit more upset about fantasy that that one hurts a little bit Um, so
1: I lost by like 15 points right and you know if I had Kadarius Tony in for Marvin Jones that would have won it if I had Christian Watson in for Paris Campbell that would have won it Yeah. so uh, you know not feeling so great on this Monday because you know decisions like that especially last minute ones where you're just like what the hell were you thinking dude yeah. I think I was off the high we, of my two hour lives on Instagram and I'm just like, <laughs> whatever I do touches the gold. Yeah. It's all good, man. Overthink it. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, yeah, we have all been there. So it's not like, you know, this is anything that We we feel for you, but, um, I think, you know, with those Instagram lives that you're saying that you do, I think that might be information overload. And you actually might have let yourself be convinced otherwise, you know, just talking yeah. about it. The more you talk about it, the more you overthink. You know, if you just step away, take your hands off of everything fantasy football and let it go, you know, that yeah. might have worked out better for you. Which that's what I kind of try to do because I, I, I got screwed over the same way a couple weeks ago where I was looking at my lineup. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I got to make this last minute switch. And then I, I got screwed over. I forgot exactly what it was. But I'm looking towards the future. I'm hopefully gonna be riding a two-game win streak. I'm coming back. You know, I was I three and five. I- I'm I'm be back this. to five hundred.
1: Wait, are you are you back to five hundred in our league?
2: Yeah, if if uh, as long as Jalen Hurts doesn't explode, explode, you know, okay,
1: we should we should okay. be good.
2: Okay. Dallas good. Goddard has like a a forty-ish point cushion
1: to work with. So, okay. Yeah, I like that. But we're I like getting that there. now. Yeah. I'll say this: like my process was a little bit messed up yesterday. I had a friend come over, and that friend is in our league, so I think he sabotaged Ooh, me. I that think might be happened.
2: it. Yeah, we. So have think, little... I think
1: I think this was a case of the uh, meddling of the sabotage. Yeah, you know, he came in, and I, I was I was you know I'm listen.
2: Wait, this is is this the guy you were playing against?
1: No, no, no. Okay, I, All right, I, not I can't do right. I wish it yeah. was because I would have asked him any for any advice. right? Yeah, and, right, right you know, right. I just wanted his opinion. You know, like listen. I also get opinions from other people, too, right? Just, I don't have Believe all the answers. Believe it or not. So. Yeah, the expert. But, you know, I'm like, hey, listen, man, like, like, what do you think? You know? It's like, yeah, I think you're right, man. Marvin Jones. I, 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 I'm like, all right, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't get over it, dude. I can't. Hey, I can't.
2: it's too bad you didn't pick up Zay Jones or have Zay Jones to start him. He actually had Zay Jones band. was
1: available, I would have uh, picked him up. And Yeah, he, he had a decent, had a decent day. Wrong
2: Jones brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know they're not brothers, right? They're oh, not brothers.
2: Boy. They're not brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But two Jones. All right.
1: Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Here we go. All right. Let's move on. Time to uh, talk about what you came here for. <laughs> all right. Let's get it going, man. Uh. So we'll get into all the injuries. We'll get into everything that happened on Sunday. But let's start with the the London, not the London game, but the Germany game. Okay. Yeah. Rashad White ends up starting the game for the Bucks. Uh. He leads them in rushing. Twenty-two carries, one hundred five yards. Uh, he was in every down back for that first drive. Then they kind of him and Fournette kind of rotated, uh, you know, on a drive by drive basis. And then Fournette got hurt in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter with that hip injury. He has a hip pointer injury. Nothing too serious. He could be back. They have a bye this week. He could be back the week after. Um, but Fournette, you know, obviously had a bunch of rushes as well. And then he got the touchdown, too, before he got hurt. Um, but this is a very interesting situation because we heard rumblings of this, of Rashad White kind of getting some more run. He ended up starting the game. He looked good in this game. He broke off a couple big runs and Tom Brady was pretty excited. You know, he showed some visible excitement for Rashad White, uh, for also threw that interception to Tom Brady on, and one of the most amazing looking plays you've, you're ever going to see. Yeah. Tom Brady <laughs> was like literally out on a route. And uh, if you call it that slip and the defender picked it off, hilarious. Um, but. This guy feels interesting, man. Um, You know, it's getting to the point where this is probably going to be a 50 50 split, you know, at the very least moving forward. Um, Or, you know, you're going to have a 1A, 1B situation, but you might not be able to know who's going to be the 1A and who's going to be the 1B, you know, on a week to week basis. But for now, if you have Rashad White, you know, things are looking pretty good because you're going to potentially be able to start him moving forward.
2: Yeah, definitely. And with Leonard Fournette, you know, the injury, I'm not sure how bad that's going to be or, you you know, what that's going to look like long term. Um, But any injury, you know, to Leonard Fournette is only going to feed Rashad White more carries. And we've talked about Rashad White. He's been on our waiver show every single week. And we said, you know, pick up Rashad White this is your Weekly reminder to pick up Rashad White. Hopefully you did, because at this point now it looks like he might be in line for more work. And he looked good. You know, he didn't have any receptions. Which was kind of disappointing, you know, for me. But as far as him carrying the ball on the ground, you know, he looked explosive, very good. Um, I think that he showed the upside that he has. You know, it's he will have a higher ceiling once the receiving work comes. Um, The Buccaneers were in control for most of the day, so they they didn't have to you know push the envelope too much. Rashad White was just you know doing the dirty work between tackles and, and picking up the yards and running out the clock. But he showed that he is you know a high end talent behind Leonard Fournette. And if Leonard Fournette can't go next week, you know, Rashad White. You know he, he might be a really nice play, and then yeah, going back to what you said about Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw the tweet that he put out afterwards because if I don't slip on that route, quote unquote, you know, that's Randy Moss over the top.
1: <laughs> I, <said that laughs> I didn't thing. see that, I didn't see yeah. it. I, that I, I did see Fournette tweet out a picture of him throwing the ball saying QB2. Um, <laughs> and everyone's just like, dude, you threw a pick, like, <laughs>
2: yeah, hello, um, trying to be Christian McCaffrey.
1: Oh, and then you know, it's funny because the Bucks, like the Bucks official Twitter account, also commented on that, just saying like lenny yeah. you know like it's <laughs> kind of funny kind of funny yeah, social yeah. media fun but you know it's going forward you know you might be able to start rashad white you know as like an rb2 you know the options you know are in terms of like what the range of outcomes are going to be like it's all over the place in terms of this mm-hmm. backfield but you might have two starting options here um rashad white did r- run around on 50 percent of dropbacks he didn't receive a target in this game but you know, the 50% of dropbacks is legit. You know, with Tom Brady, you know, he's known to chuck it down a little bit. So we could see those days ahead for him. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you have White, you're feeling good. If you have Fournette, you're not feeling as good.
2: Yeah. And even before the injury to Leonard Fournette, you know, Rashad White, you said there were rumblings that he was coming up and he was gaining a little momentum. You know, this is only going to help Rashad White to get some more touches and more time in his backfield. That, that, very good news for Rashad White. Leonard Fournette, you know, I, I keep clinging on. To the fact that you know he's doing all right, he's doing all right for fantasy, and I'm saying that you should you should hold on to him. But you know, obviously, this injury complicates things. I think you can still hold on to him, but it looks like his days of being a bonafide RB one, like I've been calling him, are, are, are gone. I think that might be it for the season.
1: It's too late now, Zach. You gotta accept it. Okay, it's too late. Just accept it. Fournette is, uh, you know, we should have sold him a long time ago. That's that's what it really comes down to because he he has that he had the, always had that RB one type of tag. You know, next to him, and he was like declared an RB1, and not anymore, unfortunately. There's too many good running backs now, to be honest. Yeah, um, all right, let's move forward to the Bills Vikings game. What a game, dude! This was one of the best games I've seen in a while. Like, I would say probably like a top 20 game for me ever. Like, it top was 20, like, I would say so. Yeah, how many
2: games 20. have you seen? I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> you're older than me by a little bit, but you know, I don't know. Top 20.
1: Yeah, I I Definitely really like enjoyed that better. game. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that game. Um, you know, and obviously you know it didn't have like playoff implicate. You know, it wasn't like a playoff game or anything like that. So let's say yeah. top twenty regular season. How's that? Okay. Um, you know, but a huge day for Justin Jefferson, ten for one ninety three and a touchdown on sixteen targets. Uh, that catch that he made was, you know, one of the best that you're going to see. Uh, you know, and TJ Hawkinson another high target game with ten. He caught seven for forty five. Um, but yeah man like TJ Hawkins is looking like a top five tight end rest of the season um, and then you have Justin Jefferson what about that catch though yeah legit
2: you talk about that catch that's the best catch I've ever seen I mean even over Odell's and a lot of it has to do well okay a lot of it has to do with the context a lot of it has to do with one hand on the ball going up for it versus two for the defender who has a clear clear shot at it you know the defender should come out come away with that 10 out of 10 times but Justin Jefferson just muscled away with him. But also the fact that it was, was it fourth and 18? Was it? Yes. And on the road in a game where you're like proven that you're a legit team, like that was the catch. That was the best catch I've seen, I think.
1: I'll say this. The most impressive part of the catch for me, like wasn't that he, he wrestled it away from the defender. Obviously that was extremely impressive, but the way he was squeezing the ball on the way down for it not to be, because you know, he hit the he hit the ground pretty hard too yeah so he by by the time that he he hit the ground he had the ball but he squeezed it so hard that he didn't let it jar loose right where in it, it was in a situation where that ball should have been jarred loose that it should have hit the ground and mm-hmm. he was squeezing it so hard opposite of gravity that and the ball didn't the ball didn't come out and I was just like dude like that that was legit yeah. right there so
2: where, yeah are you talk about when he's coming down it looks like he's palming it like a basketball kind of. almost. That's kind, what it of. kind of looked like when it was coming yeah. up. And that was between the defender's arms. Yeah. So that, yeah, that is impressive, you know. There's so much to dissect with that play in general, but all of that has to do with Justin Jefferson. Just ridiculous. I mean, a lot of receivers are good, but Justin Jefferson, he might have kind of, for the time being, separated league as the best receiver. Yeah.
1: Who, who's in that conversation? Obviously, Tyreek Hill, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams.
2: Yeah. I mean, for right now, I think that, who else will settle back down. Things will settle back down. You know, the debate is still ongoing, obviously, but for right now and maybe rest of season, unless the rest of those guys do it, Justin Jefferson is going to be, you know, the best receiver in the league this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, and we'll, and we'll get to Cooper cups injury in a little bit, but you know, that, that doesn't look good. Um, Josh Allen in this game, he ended up playing. He didn't look like himself completely, but he was like seventy-five percent Josh Allen, and yeah, just just that it makes him one of the better quarterbacks in the league, right? Mm. Um, and and just that enough, he was able to get it done for fantasy, make some big plays, and both Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis were able to come through. We talked about how much we liked Gabe Davis's matchup this week, um, and he ended up coming through in this game, even without Josh Allen having that you know big arm this yeah. week.
2: And Gabe Davis, he really, I mean, he was having a good game, but he got a little bit of help at the end of the game. You know, that might be something people, if people were playing against Gabe Davis and they lost (laughs) by a point or two, they're going to be really salty about that call that they missed, you know, on Gabe Davis at the end. I don't know if you saw where he juggled it. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a catch.
1: Well, they should have reviewed it, first of all. Like, they didn't even, it was under two minutes. He was out of bounds. They should have, at the very least, reviewed that play. And the NFL really, really botched that call. And, oh, yeah. you know, if, if it wasn't for that, listen, uh, I'm not sure. You know, listen, at the end of the day, Minnesota won the game, mm-hmm. right? But they should have won it throw overtime.
2: Yeah. No, that's no, 100% true. And that's the thing. You got to fix these things before they have ramifications. You know, obviously they did, but not to the point where, you know, the Bills won or anything like that. So they kind of got away with that. But I think the NFL did come out and say that that was... A botch call already. You know mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we we didn't do that correctly. Now I'd like to have a word with them about Jair Alexander on CD Lamb in my game, but that's that's for another day. So <laughs> we'll see. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get something on that. But yeah, no, Gabe Davis came through for you. Stephon Diggs came through for you. You know, pretty much. I mean, against against the odds a little bit like you said with josh allen being a little bit banged up i wasn't sure what to expect but like you said 75 percent, josh allen is still top 10 quarterback in the league maybe even top seven you know so yeah he'll, he'll be just not, especially for fantasy purposes you know his legs weren't broken we saw that exactly. he was just running through guys and on the one interception return that he threw that pick um right before the end of regulation i think it was um he threw his her arm into Patrick Peterson on the return, trying to tackle him. It's dude, like,
1: unbelievable. The,
2: the announcers were just like, just what reckless. are you doing, Josh Allen? Yeah.
1: Straight up reckless, dude. This is, he, he's a gamer, man. At the end of the day, if he's on oh, the field, it. he's balling. You know? Yeah. It is what it is.
2: Yeah, I love it. But, you know, you kind of got to think about that as the franchise guy. But, you know, I'm not going to criticize. He's doing much better than I could ever do a quarterback. So...
1: Before we move on to Justin Fields, if you're, worried, if you're wondering about Naheem Hines in that trade, he played on only six snaps in this game. So he's mm-hmm. not involved in the offense at all right now. Um, Devin Singletary played on 72% of snaps. He's still the guy. Naheem Hines, I'm assuming he's going to get in at some point. But, you know, apparently yeah. he's not ready just yet.
2: Yeah, right. it's gonna it's still a little bit. You'd hope to see him involved a little bit more at this point. Yeah. You know, he's had not, almost two whole weeks of practice, right? So he should be, you know, being worked in, and he didn't. So I, I'm not sure what's up with that. Still holding out hope. I'm not going to like just be like, oh, well, we're dropping him now. You know, they traded for him to sit on the bench. No, that's not the case. I think he's going to get some run down the, down the stretch. But uh, right now, you know, I, I wouldn't be starting him next week until he shows that he can actually get on the field.
0: Agreed. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Another huge game for Justin Fields. Like, he has arrived from a fantasy standpoint. Like, there's Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Fields right now. There aren't any quarterbacks you'd rather start than these three. Am I wrong?
2: No, none. And I'd argue that Justin Fields has looked the best and the most dynamic, you know, the past two three weeks, even over the other two. I mean, Josh Allen, yeah, Josh no, Allen for sure.
1: Maybe but not. Like, obviously, they're... for the rest of the season, though, like, is there another quarterback besides these three that you'd rather have?
2: No, 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 not at all. And ju- the way Justin Fields is producing, you know, it's ridiculous. It's Lamar Jackson esque. <laughs> you know, he's because this is he, Lamar, he is running the ball like a ridiculous amount, you know, two straight games now of 145 plus yards on the ground and then three total rush touchdowns over that span, two rush touchdowns of over 60 yards over these past two weeks, one in each game and just ridiculousness from Justin Fields. This is the upside we were hoping for. And it's a bit ironic. It sucks that they're losing these games, but it's also great because, you know, that means it's a close game the whole way and he's going to be playing the whole time. Um, the game script has been perfect. You oh, know, that was a good game too. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I was hoping that Justin Fields he got a chance with the ball at the end of the game, just like he did last week. You know, he had a chance to put some more points on the board, but both times they they fell short. But I I don't put any blame on Fields as far as losing the game. He's doing everything he can to give them a, a chance, and you know, at the end of the day, good for fantasy. But man, he's also fun to watch. You know, you watch he is, him man. like
1: that play where he um he was getting sacked and it looked like he didn't even go down like his knees hardly bent like yeah. the guy was supposed he was supposed to go down for a sack he just escaped that thing and and scramble i'm like yo this dude is something else man like he almost had that touchdown too on that left side i'm just like mm-hmm. i'm i'm just like shaking my head you know i'm just like dude i cannot believe that Kadarius Tony just scored <laughs> 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 right. oh boy anyway, all right uh moving on Khalil Herbert You know, he hurt his hip in this game. He left the game and didn't return. Monitor that if he's out for any amount of time, Montgomery gets a big upgrade. We don't know the severity of that injury just yet, but I would assume Montgomery would be up near 80%, 90% snap share if Khalil Herbert, you know, were to be out for a game or two. Cole Komet with another two-touchdown game, his second two-touchdown game in a row, five touchdowns now in three games. He's looking like one of Justin Fields' favorite weapons right now.
2: Yeah, and that's really all it comes down to. Tight ends are fickle players, you know, especially the way they produce. And with Justin Fields dialing into Cole Komet, you know, at this point, you, you can be starting him because he's not throwing, even though he has Darnell Mooney, they traded for Chase Claypool. They, it's funny, they trade for Chase Claypool. They're like, here's a new here's a new weapon for you. He's like, all right, let me use the guy that's been on the team the whole time. You know, let's just throw to him in the end zone multiple times. Cole Komet, he, he's been a really good fantasy starter for you these past few weeks. I'm not sure how sustainable this is, you know, obviously, the way he's catching the ball, he didn't have many receptions. Only four receptions and two of them are touchdowns. I don't trust that to hold up. But as long as Justin Fields, you know, they're running the, what's it called, RPO. They're running the bootleg, run, rolling him out. You know, tight ends tend to get open on those types of plays. We see that across the league. I, I think that Cole Komet can be a nice starter for his um, moving forward. Maybe not. He might be. I think I'll have him as a low tight end one, mid tight end one right now, just with the way that Justin Fields playing. But i temper expectations with him. I don't think his ceiling is too, too high. But, you know, I think this has the potential to kind of even out this target distribution. Because Cole Komet's getting hyper-targeted, um, even over guys like Darnell Mooney. And like he said, tra- like we said, Chase Claypool. So, um, I-, I mean, Cole Komet, what he's doing right now, good. Start him until you can't.
1: Pretty much. He's still low in tight end one, but a guy that you're going to be able to, like... You're fine putting him in the lineup, yeah. given the landscape, Like just like you said. A guy that wasn't even
2: on the radar now is. So just another option he for him. He
1: was on the radar week one and then quickly yeah. fell off the radar for like seven weeks. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, Amara St. Brown, he accounted for 44% target share. That led to catching ten passes and eleven targets for one hundred nineteen yards. He got a little banged up in that game, hurt his ankle apparently, uh, needed help to the sideline, and then miraculously, two plays later, came back into the game. uh, And then like they just ran him on like a two yard run for some reason. Uh, But if you were wondering why you were buying low, this is why, right? And he didn't even score a touchdown yet, so those are coming also. Um, But like this is the type of production you should expect from Amara Saint Brown moving forward. You know, ten for eleven. 119 yards. If you caught a touchdown, balling. Okay. Yeah. And in PPR league, balling. Just keep expecting that's moving forward.
2: Yeah, as long as he's healthy. You know, we said I'm not sure if anything's gonna come up come up with that ankle this week, but as long as he's playing, I think you can start him regardless. There's no reason to worry. Don't overthink it. And like you said, that he's like he's a pretty solid wide receiver one when he plays. He might be like yeah. mid wide receiver one yeah. um at this point. If he yeah. could just stay a little bit healthier, I think I'd have him as a high end or wide receiver one, but um, you know. That's out of his control and our control. Let's just hope for the best that so he stays healthy. His upside is high end wide receiver one, but right 100%. now, just the way he, his health just being a little bit off, you know, I, I'll leave it. I'll temper expectations that way by having him as a mid wide receiver one.
1: If Cooper Cup, you know, is actually if he's injured, and you know the apparently the reports are that he could have a high ankle sprain. Right. Yeah. Um it it seems to it like there was reports that it could potentially be a fibula fracture, but it seems now that it's not a fibula fracture, but like that's considered like the worst case that would have been. Uh they kind of ruled that out. So like if it's just a high ankle sprain and he's gonna be out for several weeks, you're gonna obviously be ranking Justin Jefferson, one Stefan D- you know, Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek
0: Hill, Tyreek Hill
1: you know, Jalen Waddell as those top four guys. And Amon Ra St. Brown is going to be there, like you said, like mid, t- mid wide receiver one, right? Yeah. In that conversation, right? Uh, and Jamar Chase will eventually come back. He'll be in that conversation as well. You know, it, it'll be kind of like that. And I prefer Amon Ra rest of the season compared to Jamar Chase if, you know, assuming he gets healthy at some point. Yeah. DeAndre Swift had seven total touches in this game, yeah. only 31% of snaps. Cannot be trusted right now. We talked about this last week that it's really, really hard to trust him. And listen, I'm selling him if you if can, you know, it it might be tough to sell him, but I don't think it's, t- it's too tough to sell him. It, it wasn't tough to sell him this past week. People were selling him left and right for good stuff. And yeah. every time somebody asked me like, Hey, should I sell DeAndre Swift for this guy? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the most, I'm like, yeah, yeah, do it. Um, yeah. But he did score a touchdown. He somewhat saved you. Right. And at the end of the day, man, he like he's in a red zone package pretty much. Like that's what he has right now. And mm-hmm. he's not getting much of that. And, You know, you got Justin Jackson playing over him in a lot of key situations, and it's not what you want to see. And I don't know what is going to be the indicator for us to be comfortable putting him in our starting lineup. I know a lot of people did this past week. Yeah. But, you know, it's just tough to play him right now.
2: It really is. <laughs> you know, I, I'm starting him just because I'm in shambles at running back in our league. You know, <laughs> my running backs have had a extreme fall from Grace. You know, I had Rashad Penny and he, he got injured or wasn't able to get Walker and then DeAndre Swift, you know, he's injured for a long time. And I want to chalk it up to injuries and say that this is why, but you time doesn't pass without him getting at least a little bit healthier each week. You know, he's getting the same workload every week. And I don't know why Justin Jackson is getting just as many touches, you know, in, in and pretty, you know, relevant situations throughout the game. I don't know why that's happening. Jamal Williams obviously is doing his thing for the first time with Jamal Williams. We saw him score just one touchdown. So now we can't expect two touchdowns from him every week, but DeAndre Swift, um, you know, he got that touchdown. That is all you have to hang your hat on with him. Um, No touchdown. You're looking at like a one point performance, two point performance. Is that what it was? Um, Depending, especially if you're on PPR, it's tough to trust him moving forward. I'm not sure if I would start him next week. I'd have to wait until he actually shows up and gets a decent workload to be starting him again. Um, the confidence is kind of shattered at this point with
1: it. 100%, man. Um, can't start him right now. He had two points before that touchdown.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.